That was a crisp one, dude. I don't know. Everybody, we are back. Episode 49 of the regular wrestling review without any abysmal Thanksgiving plates. Uh, I am Andrew Vandellis, as always, joined by my lovely co-host, Taylor Yates. Taylor, how you doing after the holiday? You know, I'm recovering from the uh, trauma that from I From the verbal faced. beating you took on Twitter? Yeah, you know, still recovering mentally from that, but uh, otherwise feeling refreshed. I've been watching the World <laughs> Cup. Hope everyone's cheering for the U.S. men's national team. Pulisic. And, uh, yeah, everything's good. Hell yeah, man. Uh, Taylor, uh, I love you, buddy. You're always welcome to my house for Thanksgiving. Uh, where we can feed you properly with some good Greek food. Uh, yeah, maybe you know. I'll have to try it out. Check the replies. But we want to thank the 30 people who joined us on Twitter this past week. That was fucking crazy. Uh, welcome to the family. Welcome to the shit show. Uh, this is the regular wrestling review for anyone, for first-time viewers. Taylor and I are not experts. This is a very casual, very regular wrestling review of ca uh, current and past kind of wrestling events for better Worse, ugly, pretty, and anything in between, I guess. Uh, did I hit the nail on the head there, Taylor? Yeah, sounds about right. Sounds about right. Pretty gritty podcast, this one. Pretty gritty. Uh, my name is Andrew. I'm a musician, uh, you know, starving like everyone down here in Nashville, Tennessee. But anyways, yeah, everyone knows Taylor because that's why you're here. Um, Taylor is the man. Twitter user. He's that's... the man online doing all the work. Go ahead. Yep. Yeah, I, I'm, I'm just... I'm just... Uh, what's the word? Uh, chronically online. Chronically online? To my own detriment. No, it's all good. You still touch grass? Occasionally. You know, you, 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 you have a life, which is great. I, I do somewhat, yeah. Hey, don't sell yourself short, buddy. Um, either way, Taylor, why don't you tell the people what we're going to watch today? Well, uh, to honor the event that just took place this past weekend, uh, we're going to go back in time. Back to WCW, and we're going to watch an old-school War Games match. This is from 1992 Wrestle War. From what we've heard, it's allegedly the best War Games match, so uh, we're going to see what we think. Hell yeah, baby, we are going back in time for War Games! I'll uh, find a way to put Regal in there instead of my visceral scream. Um, but either way, y'all, we are also going to be giving our reactions to Full Gear 2022. There is a new champion, baby. And also, War Games Survivor Series 2022, baby. Uh, we are going to do things a little bit differently here this time around, just because War Games has a nature for dragging on. Because there are two parts to this match. If you have never watched War Games before, welcome to a wrestling event that isn't in the last millennia. Uh, so, either way, War Games, there's 20 minutes of stuff where people are entering at intervals in teams, and they beat the shit out of each other for 20 minutes. No pinfalls. Uh, you can only win by surrender or submission after everyone's in the cage. The match beyond. Taylor, I only got one question for you, buddy. Are you ready? I'm ready. All right. For the few in attendance and the few listening on Spotify or wherever you get your podcasts, fire up the cock. To Wrestle War WCW 1992 and the time frame you're going to be looking for. Uh, and if you can't find Wrestle War 1992 on the cock, you can look up Wrestle War Season 4. At least it fucking rhymes. Once you get that down, give you enough time to pause, hopefully, go to 2 hours, 12 minutes, and 19 seconds, and then we will get fired up. 
We will count down from three and go on the word go. So, Wrestle War 1992, Sting Squadron versus the Dangerous Alliance. Here we go. Three, two, one, go. Get good old right. JR on commentary. Let's that this week we don't have to make like multiple attempts to try to get our uh, our feeds synced up at the right time. I know, right? Dude, that was like, uh, that's a rarity though, because you and I are usually very on sync with that. Yeah, we're usually we're usually solid with that. We got some rhythm. We're both we're both musically inclined. Yeah, yeah, a little bit, a little bit. This is a stacked heel team, dude. Have you ever seen this match? No, I've never seen. I've I've seen next to nothing from WCW. Like, it it is. Uh, yeah, I, I don't really know much. So I'm trying to just even pick out who I recognize. Rick Rude's in there. Is that stunning, Steve Austin? Oh hell yeah, Art it is, Anderson. dude. That's like uh that's like uh you know like mid card Steve Austin and WCW yeah. feuding with Steamboat and stuff. Actually, I think well, Steamboat's you... feuding with Rude, but. I need to figure out who I can. It's so hard for me. I don't know a lot of. Uh, I, I lose a lot of my intelligence when it comes to older school wrestling. So that's uh, what Corona got me kind of hip to again. Was like you know the older guard. That's how I got into watching the Attitude Era. Yeah, let me let me find this match on Cage Match so I can see actually who's in. Oh hell yeah! So I know there's a uh, what is it? Nikolai Volkov, not Volkov. Um, Nikita Kolov. Uh, the natural Dustin Rhodes, Ricky Steamboat. Is that Bobby Eaton? <laughs> Let's go. Uh, and Sting, of course. All right, so Barry Wyndham. Uh, is a heel, right? Dustin Rhodes. Uh, no, this is the, the Sting squad. Oh, is Bobby Barry Eaton Wyndham, on the Dustin heel Rhodes, team? Nikita Koloff, Ricky Steamboat, Sting, Dangerous Lions, Arn Anderson, Beautiful Bobby. There's Bobby Larry Eaton. Wisco, Rick Rude, and Steve Austin. What a fucking lineup. Dude, that's stacked. That's what I was missing. Yeah, got it. That's that's a pretty uh yeah. This is gonna be uh this is gonna be something. So I saw this match once two years ago, and I don't really. There's Paulie. Hey, let's go. He he went from one War Games twenty years ago to one just a couple nights ago. I guess that's a very uh, good incidental segue, Taylor. You want to talk about War Games? Let's talk about war games. All right. Where do we start? I guess the women's match since it was first. I thought it was yes. pretty freaking good. It was pretty good. They did a, a, a really good job. I, I enjoyed the the entire thing. I mean, I think there was a lot of overreactions after the match to da damage control losing. I, I mean, well, what were you kind of expecting going in? Were you really right. expecting Becky Lynch to lose on her return? Were you Fuck expecting no. Bianca to, like, lose her you know, as a as the champion, yeah. like sorry, I understand that maybe damage control has had some, uh, you know, maybe not the best booking. Maybe it could be booked a bit stronger, but uh, I, they were never going to win this match, and I think they're fine. Like I, I really don't think it's going to be a problem, and I mean, they clearly by the just being in this match are clearly highly valued still, and. Uh, I think it's still gonna gonna work for him long term. So, hell yeah, man! And especially like, we'll get into. I guess this may, might be a side tangent, but we'll get into War Games like future in the WWE. But like, you know, NXT did a really good job with it. I think for a long, long time. 
They didn't have like a bad War Games match, you know? No, no, no. But now you get all the main roster talent and now Paul's in charge. Uh, <laughs> it's going to be nothing but success from here if they do it right. And I thought like both the men's and the women's had good stories. Uh, the spots were awesome. I like the EOTs with the trash can. Yeah. That was really cool. Becky's dive was insane. Yeah. Holy shit, you're returning from injury and you're like, fuck it, elbow first, why yeah. not? I think she landed yeah. on her butt, too. It was a leg drop more. Oh, it was a leg drop more, yeah. Sorry, yeah. not elbow drop. I don't know what I was thinking. I've been recording all day. I did commentary uh, for something ECCW related, which we'll get to at the end of the show. Um, and I recorded music today, so my brain is just mush right now. I'm honestly glad to be watching wrestling with you tonight, Taylor. Well, hopefully this can uh, not be too taxing on you right oh my god professional wrestling Meanwhile, I'm, I'm quote unquote working while i watch world cup games for <laughs> most of the day so type in a way yeah. are you on meetings yeah maybe nice little but, uh, yeah what, what, what's next well i do think i'll just quickly note i think I would be surprised if this didn't become the staple for Survivor Series. I don't As it think. Should. I think the uh, traditional five-on-five five has run its course. I think the last few Survivor Series were, you know, really not that great. Um, 2019 was really good. At least since they the the, the one they did with uh, they only did one or two with NXT one. involved. It was 2019 because uh, you remember why. It was because the fucking Saudi flights got delayed. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So they kind of had to throw them in. To, <laughs> and Triple H to, booked and, it. Wow. Yeah. And then, like, that was good. But, like, they probably never, they weren't going to do that again. And I think this is probably the way to go to keep it interesting as you uh, as you move forward. And it's also, like, a good holdover between, like, now. There's this kind of dead period between, like, SummerSlam and the Rumble. And... This is a good having way to fill that gap. Kinds of, uh, having these kinds of shows are, I think this, it, it's a good filler. Agreed. It's not really storyline. Feuds story blow off, though. Not really, you know, you're not like advancing titles and things like that. So it was, I liked how they, how they used it. So, and now we're full on rumble mode. Yeah. I, I agree. I agree totally. I think like this execution of war games was good. And I guess while we just talked about the women's match, we'll get to the men's match now. Um, I think the storyline that was going throughout this entire match between the bloodline was absolutely great. This is, oh, yeah. And this is why I like this match, too. Once everyone's in the ring, there's a story that starts to unfold. And I'm not going to give it away because you haven't seen it. But like by the end, yeah. damn, what a blade job by Austin. Um, it's hard trying to multitask and talk about something while you're watching a match, but that fuck it, that's why really we're here. funny to watch this Austin compared to the Austin we all know now. Well, this was the Austin before he had a broken neck and knee problems. You know, he was a, he was a young uh, up-and-comer at this point. But, I mean, just even, I mean, from like a character standpoint, like, he's so not even close to the same thing. Not at all. Presentation-wise, how he wrestles, yeah. like, none of it. How he carried himself, too. Like, his promos, he was mm -hmm. not using as thick of his accent. Mm -hmm. They built him from Hollywood when he debuted in WCW. <laughs> but with the men's match, I like that little uh, tangent on stunning Steve Austin we went on. We never talk about stunning Steve Austin. 
Uh, back yeah, to the Mets match. We get very sidetracked here. Um, I thought the storyline between the tension, especially between Jay and Sammy, was phenomenal, Taylor. What about you? Well, we all thought, like, I, I was thinking, like, after, especially after the promo before the show uh, or the segment before the show um, with, uh, with, you know, Roman and with Jay kind of confronting Roman and then uh -huh. Roman confronting Sammy and then the look he gave him over his shoulder. Um, like, I was like, they're doing it tonight. Like, they're doing the turn tonight. Yeah. They're going to start building towards the Rumble and have this be the match of the Rumble. But they went the complete opposite direction. And I actually think it's better. I think having Sammy be fully accepted by the Bloodline and be a full-fledged member and finally connect with Jay, that's going to make the turn when it happens that much better, that much more, like, gut-wrenching. Absolutely. I think by stretching it out and doing it the right way, especially with, like... You heard the pop at the end of the match when Jay and Sammy hugged each other. Yeah. Holy shit. People wanted this. People were yeah. so scared. Like you said, people were so scared of the turn happening that night. Like, I thought my prediction, I don't know if I said it on our last podcast because we didn't really talk war games. Um, I thought Sammy was going to lose the match for them. That's what a lot of people thought. That they were, he, he was going to cost them the match. I, I, I didn't, like, bet. I wouldn't have bet on it, like, because anyone who bets on wrestling needs to touch grass. Um, but there was always a chance that the bloodline was going to win. It's Roman, you know? But if there's one guy that can take the pin, it's Sammy. Or it would have yeah. been Jay if Sammy might have fucked him over or something. But they they made everyone look strong in this and i think like when you talked about survivor series the match format running its course i think you have a very big problem in survivor series where people look weak if you eliminate yeah. them early or the count out bullshit that happens every single year with the big dude um with war games especially as you'll see in this match everybody looks strong even when they lose or even when they when they fucking cost the team the match by by messing up or something like that war games everyone has a purpose everyone has a role i think AEW with blood and guts has done a good job too if you think i'm a fucking homer for the fed you do not listen to this podcast um but <laughs> i think war games is just an overall better match concept and this this pay-per-view especially between the two matches and the action and Obviously, you can't bleed in the WWE, but you have all these spots with weapons and tables and high spots to make up for all that. I think War Games is a great evolution for for Survivor Series as a Thanksgiving show. Yeah, yeah, and I think it's I think you, you kind of touched on it. It's it's easier to book a War Games match because only in the end, only one person gets pinned. Absolutely, only one person gets pinned. It doesn't really matter if the team wins or loses because you know. Only one person is costing them the the, the match. Oh, that, and that position sucks as hell. Sorry. To, to write something in about that, then, you know, when you have to eliminate, you know, probably seven to nine people yeah. in the other War Games match or the other uh, Survivor Series match. It becomes a pain in the ass and like, you know, mm -hmm. War Games match, like the reason we started in, at the entrances and started talking instead of doing our usual thing with no uh, match audio, it's just because like, you know, it's 20 minutes. We don't want to draw it out and, you know, have dead air. It's not our they podcast, can, people. It can drag a little bit, but, uh, but that's just kind of a, 
that kind of comes with the territory. Not I think as in much the, as Survivor Series team, matches do. Better than than the five on five. Yeah, Survivor Series matches can feel like pulling teeth, and they can be twenty minutes long. Mm-hmm. You know, with war games, if you do it right and you get the action down, and you know, the big debate is always the heel team needs the advantage, which is uh, I agree, a hundred percent. Uh, it just makes things spicier, and you know, it gives your baby face a big pop. I do like yeah. that the baby faces got it for the men's match. Yeah, because it made sense to have Roman come out last. It's fucking yeah, Roman. Yeah, Roman was always coming out last there. He looked like such a G sitting there in the cage. Oh my god! And it, oh and his like slow walk to the oh what a spinebuster. He's like uh, I don't the, give a shit. The slow walk to the cage was all oh, the Boston was just like. It was just someone was like it was cinematic. It was like it was from a movie. That man is a star. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Fucking love Roman, dude. From a uh, dominance in one company to a perhaps resurgence show in another. Let's talk about full gear. Uh, I don't really know if I want to go match by match, just because uh, the no, nature don't, definitely of, don't need to do that. The <laughs> nature of Duval shows are just very long. Um, yeah. But right off the bat, we'll start with what everyone's talking about, who everyone's talking about, MJF. Cheated to win the title for Moxley. Uh, Regal turns heel, slides him the knuckles. If you didn't know that, you need to touch grass and get out of the rock you're living under. Um, this man is a star. He literally said he's going straight to his jet to fly to his movie set, which was baller. I loved that. Taylor, what do you think? New world champion, Maxwell Jacob Friedman. Yeah, I think... I mean, I think it was definitely the right call. Like, Absolutely. That, that if 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 they had not done it, it would have been a mess. So I, I think um, I was I had some thought. Like at, at first, I was really unsure how I felt about Regal turning, but I think you know after thinking about it for a little bit, the the build to the match and how that worked, and all of, like it, it just it did fit perfectly. And it also you know the BCC had kind of lost its charm ran its course and uh you know there's a chance that now i mean regal might be moving on entirely and might you know, be going back to the fed to wwe so um he, he he played his role perfectly um and i think that uh yeah i mean it was it was really well done really well done I agree, and I think it brought a uh, whole new life to AEW. I do want to just give the moment to John Moxley for a second because he did have to shovel shit for a while <laughs> as world champion. And, like, you know, Moxley has cemented his status as the face of AEW. Like yeah. the baby face, at least. Uh-huh. Sorry, Kenny. Moxley put in the grind, dog. So did Kenny, absolutely. But uh, Moxley's the heart and the soul of that company, and he's in, I think, this last run especially, especially given the circumstances, and at least he had fans. Um, this man's on another level and untouchable. Yeah. He, he, will, he will never suffer from a loss again. Um, they have to do the man really dirty. Yeah. So props, props to you, Mox. It's impossible to ruin him. Like no. he's just always going to be over. He's always going to be like, there's no loss that like, because at any match you feel like he could win or lose. Well, so, do you, do you know why, how you can ruin him? Oh, God. stick a needle in his ass and call him Dean Ambrose. <laughs> All right. Well, 
There's our Listen. clip for TikTok, baby. Follow us at Regular Wrestling Review. I do not have a TikTok. Dude, so. I will keep you updated. Uh, the the one, the Sammy one, has a thousand views almost. As of recording, oh, nice. This. Maybe some new, uh, some new followers, some new hey, viewers. If you're listening, Let's you got a TikTok and you want China to spy on you, follow us. I didn't say that. Who said that? Who said it? it wasn't me. Nope. Oh my God! It's Larry Zabisco. Run! <laughs> He's a tough I, motherfucker. You know what's, funny? what's funny is. I, I hear all about all these wrestlers who are trained by Medusa? Larry Zabisco. Never once seen Larry Zabisco actually wrestle. Really? Is your first like, time? I, I didn't know. I honestly didn't even know he wrestled in this era. I thought he was way <laughs> older than this. Larry Zabisco, his fighting stance is like a guy who goes, why I oughta? Yeah. <laughs> what is Medusa oh, doing what is with happening? Sting? Why are they on this chain it, link? This this cage is so flimsy. I can't help but notice that. This is why How you have the shark cages. cages. Yeah, yeah. Like this is like worse than the uh, King of the Ring in '98 one. Almost. Yeah, this is good. Lord yeah. Almighty! You hear Paul screaming? Nothing's changed. Yeah. One minute. Uh, hot take. That announcer's terrible at his job. I don't even know who is it. Chimmel? No, it's uh, God. I, I do I really want to Google this it, guy? Really. I was sound turned down, but I was watching like again, like during the pandemic. I watched a couple old WCW things, this included, and his his delivery just he sounds like he's asleep. You know oh, he woke up. There that? he is. <laughs> who? Me? Pff, no, Taylor. I was a worse uh, I was a worse ring announcer than you were. Mark I said, Blonde. I, I think you know who's a better ring announcer. Not worse. Whomst? Me. Uh, that's what I said. Oh. Not worse. I am obviously better. Oh, yeah. Duh. All right. You yeah. know what? I'm going to give Mark Blondin some, some slack here. He's French-Canadian. English is his second language. Well, so is Kevin Owens. So. Hey, so was my papoos, and he, he tried. <laughs> <laughs> fair fair love you what um, else are we talking about from uh from full gear i mean <laughs> oh fuck i forgot what you're talking about full gear <laughs> welcome gotta, to the regular wrestling review people this is our podcast in a nutshell we try to have an agenda but fuck it we're live pal hit him with the line taylor oh. we'll do it live there you go is that the line i thought you said i didn't know there was a line I'll i thought you said we're live pal Oh, that's the classic like res wrestling Twitter Sid line. Yeah, you're. That's true. I I some I just sometimes forget bits. Oh man, Arn is absolutely gushing. Said, <laughs> all right, we're gonna work tonight, brother. Let's get the blades out. Actually, if it was Arn, it'd be like, I pull out the clock. Yeah, exactly. But I didn't shoot someone in this match. God, <laughs> he is raking his head against that cage. Good lord. <laughs> Everyone's bleeding. <dude. laughs> I, right. didn't they, uh, I didn't know they worked like this in 92. <laughs> oh, dude, they were beating the shit out of each other in 92. WCW. Oh, all on fucking massive amounts of cocaine. Yes. And for Rick Rude, <laughs> anabolic steroids. 
Trenbolone acetate before it was Trenbolone acetate. Yeah. Nice double down. Oh, this is oh, before yeah, yeah. the match beyond. The match beyond has not started yet. Now they're going to try and make each other quit. It's surrender. That's the only way you can uh, win. Oh, so there is no pin in this one. That's why I like the old War Games matches. You're going to see a very creative finish. Oh, I like it. I like it. Story driven. Mm -hmm. Beautiful Bobby Eaton. R.I.P., dude. This dude's fucking incredible. Have you ever watched Bobby Eaton? Nope. <gasps> dude, this man flies. When I, when I mean flies, he has a crossbody. Thing of gold. Oh, that boot was a uh, suspect. Oh my God, Dustin. Are Dustin you shocked that Dustin Rhodes? Are you shocked? <laughs> uh, well, in hindsight, no, not exactly. I love how Ricky is just like, no, I'm not messing up my pretty face. As he shouldn't. He's a gem. Yeah, he is a gem. Love you, Ricky. Rick Rude's. I don't think Rick Rude's blading either. Probably not. No. I can't fuck up the stash, pal. I get it. I get I it. Get it. I, I mean, I can't grow a mustache, but you can. I can. All right, so back to full gear. <laughs> I think we've jumped around like six times. Holy now. shit. This is the greatest introduction podcast. Like, oh my God, Taylor. I was thinking this. Like, this is actually a very good episode for new listeners. <laughs> I think we say that every episode, but honestly, I think that's good. It means we're consistent. We are. You know, we have chemistry, dog. It's it's nice. I was listening to the old podcasts. We were, like, afraid to talk. Yeah, definitely <laughs> not that anymore. You can go back and listen to that if you want and hear our reactions to, like, when uh, Don Callis screwed John Moxley out of the world title. <laughs> oh, man, oh, the old days. The good old days when people weren't touching grass. So, right, so, so full gear. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> Samoa Joe's the TNT champion. Yeah. I mean, fine. fine. I don't know what they're really doing with that whole thing. I wasn't a huge fan of it in the first place. but They did Hobbs dirty. Yeah. Uh, Soraya, what did you think of her uh, performance? Um, you know, and anyone who listens to this podcast, I think Britt Baker's overrated. Um, not no massive way i just think like she buries her opponents and doesn't do a good job putting them over uh she's kind of like she's like a pick me promo yeah but um they they did well i liked the double rampage at the end uh but you know Paige, sorry soraya um has to get the ring rust off and she said it herself you know i'm not i wasn't like super stoked for her return because I don't like her as an individual. Um, <laughs> nor do I enjoy her boyfriend or her or his music. Um, but you know, it, it went well. It wasn't bad. I, I'm pretty neutral on that match, honestly. But the real match that was show stealing, in my opinion, was Jamie and Tony. Oh yeah, that was absolutely Our girl phenomenal. One, Taylor, and the reaction they got was. So killer. Welcome and to the bandwagon, deserved. haters. We've been here a minute, dude. <laughs> yeah. The reaction, dude. The pop was massive, Taylor. Yeah. Tony worked her ass off, too, and I'm glad that they are recognizing her reign as, like, official. Yeah. 
But I do think it is hilarious that they removed the interim title the episode after, like, she yeah, what the fuck? dropped it. Like, after she dropped she'd been it. lobbying this for this, like, for her entire reign. And then as soon, <laughs> as soon as, like, she's actually, like... Do you think Thunder Rosa was dropped. politicking a little bit for that? Yeah, I think Thunder Rosa is a politicker, yeah. I, I think I a lot of I'm these AAA people are politickers. What? I think a lot of, tr you know, people who trickle from AAA and CMLL. How yeah. toxic it is down there. That is a very politicky uh, place. Male and sure. female wrestlers, too. Like, obviously, mm -hmm. the, the, the most recent example is Sexy Star. Yeah. But, who will never watch on this podcast, but... I mean, Roosh and... Andrade are most certainly politickers. Oh my god, um, dude. Yeah, Andrade. You want to talk about that real quick? I mean, what's there to talk about? Not like, really. We don't even know what's going on. <laughs> it's a shit show. That's pretty much it. Yeah. Is there I mean, anything else from Full uh, we'll Oh yeah, the trio. It when, it's, when it's worth talking about. I, I do want to just quickly add my thoughts to this. So I did yes. think Soraya, I, I was, you know, for however many years she was out, I thought it was a pretty good match. Like, it wasn't great. Like, it, it went a bit longer than I would have liked it to. But, like, all things considered, she did a good job. And Britt did – I, I want to give credit to Britt, which, you know, I feel like I should, you know, God strike me down for saying that. But she protected her really well. And, uh, yeah, I, I liked it. I really – I actually did like it. I'm glad you liked it. Like I think, uh, I think you had a more optimistic outlook on it than. Sorry, I just watched Justin Rhodes eat shit yeah, and I got sidetracked. <laughs> <laughs> but um, I'm glad you liked it because you had a way more optimistic view. Like I think both of us had a lot more optimistic views than some of the people online. Yeah, I, I think we people I think gave we did them too. way too hard of a time. And again, I'm not a Brick mm -hmm. Baker fan, but I think they did good. Mm -hmm. They did good, son. Oh shit. Yeah. They got the ring turnbuckle off. Yeah, they're, they're about to do some damage. So with seven minutes left, we're, we're going to finally talk about this match. Jesus, Bobby. <clears throat> you done messed oh up, Larry. God. He took a fucking swing with that thing. That'll break a collarbone. He's got an arm bone or an arm bar in. So does everyone on the team have to surrender? No, just one person. Just one person. Okay. Yup. Bobby surrendered. Don't turn the match off yet either. All right, so that was it. Yeah, just don't watch the match. I mean, don't. <laughs> yeah, just don't watch the match. Um, don't turn the match off yet because there's some. Okay, okay. The history here is uh, that the Dangerous Alliance were running roughshod over WCW for the longest time, mm -hmm. and Sting had to form a supergroup. The supergroup finally it. wins because Larry Zabisco fucked up and hit his own partner. And Larry Zabisco had been messing up in the past few weeks, and this was his big redemption oh, shot. Kind of like really? Sami Zayn. Oh, okay. Why do you think I wanted to watch this match, brother? Uh, okay. I thought this was going to happen. Larry Zabisco, the said, he doesn't know, he doesn't know. I did done some of bitch right here, doesn't know. <laughs> Still cold. They're all cheering for the implosion of this team. I love it. Oh, no, they're, the baby faces are on the ramp. Never mind. Oh, yeah, that's what they're cheering. I don't think anyone in the crowd is actually paying attention to what's happening in the ring right now. It's, a pay -per -view. it's for the pay-per-view audience. Yeah. 
dude, Rick Rude is jacked. Look at him. I mean, he was always jacked. He was on the gas. All righty, Taylor. That was War Games. Oh. Sting Squadron and the Dangerous Alliance. What'd you think, brother? I mean, every time I, I say this, every time we watch older wrestling, but like it's so different than you know the modern style. But it's it has its uh its its good qualities, and it is you know it's something unique and different. I mean, I I don't I know next to nothing about old wrestling, so it's always enjoyable to watch it and learn something new. So yeah, I, I enjoyed it. Yeah, for I, sure. And, and, you know, like, obviously we were multitasking, but, like, the spots, the brutal, the, the brutal amounts of blood. Of blood Good is Lord. insane. This was the blueprint for a lot of future War Games matches. Mm -hmm. And Blood and Guts. Like, you could tell, like, last year's Blood and Guts was definitely, like, a especially this year's It's also really funny for me to see moves that are, like, rest holds now that are the end <laughs> matches. The arm part. Oh, my God. Like, that, that that always gets me when I watch older older wrestling. There was one War Games match, I think, because I didn't watch it, but I read it on an article. I was like, and then Animal wins with the with the single leg Boston Crab, and I was like, nineteen ninety, man, what the hell? It yeah, was a different like era. Walter, or sorry, excuse me, Gunter. I need to show respect. It's like when he wins with a simple splash. Oh Nowadays. my god, but, but then he'll like chop, but like here's the thing with Walter, and uh, this is why, or Gunter, sorry, respect to my intercontinental it. champion, um, but this is why I love Gunter is because like he clearly is a student of the game with the old wrestling because like that's what they would do. They would have a couple impactful moves and then beat you with the most simple shit they were known for. Yeah. Like. That's why Gunter's great because he can win with three moves. They're yeah, three very moves simple he moves. Used to win. He literally went with a. He beat. He beat Ray with a clothesline the other week. He beat Drew Gulag with the single leg Boston Crab. Yeah. Gunter rules. Put the straps on him, dude. Like well, honestly, he's got one. You want to know? You want to know who should be Universal Champion? Gunter. He'll, he'll, his time will come. I think I'm, he's going to hold the certain. belt for a while, though. He's going to hold that IC belt for a while. Oh, yeah. He's, he's on a run with Whoever's that. Whoever's winning that tournament's Mania, not going to beat think. him. Yeah, I agree. It's going to go to Mania because whoever's winning that tournament's they, not doing it. They got to find a, a, a big baby face to take it off of him, though. I don't know who it is right now. Adrenaline! No. <laughs> he's going for he's, that. He's going to be busy at Mania. I think he'll be quite busy at Mania. Yeah. What do we know? We're just the regular wrestling review. So that was our review of Wrestle War 1992, War Games 2022, and Full Gear 2022 as well. Taylor, it was a hell of a time with you. Sorry for cutting you off a bunch of times like I always do. That's fine. I'm used to it by now. Oh, that hurts. <laughs> <laughs> There's your dig. Um, tell the people where you can find you. Uh, as always, you can find me on Twitter at HeyRedacted. And if you want to know what uh, bullshit I'm back on, you can follow me at Vendellis Tweets. Follow my band at The Hollow Party, our song Touch Grass, inspired by this podcast saying Touch Grass. Um, fun fact, uh, is out now on Spotify, on all streaming platforms, actually. 
Touchgrass, the hollow party. Follow us. You can also follow the podcast on Twitter at RegRestReview. Thank you to the people who are joining us for the first time. If you're a continued viewer, thanks for being on the bullshit with us. I love it. Um, we are on TikTok now at Regular Wrestling Review. Stay tuned. We got some clips from this episode and past episodes coming in the next week or so. So until then, must bid y'all a fair adieu. Goodbye and good night. <laughs>